0: Hello, this is Contractor Coffee Club Podcast, presented by EGIA, and I'm your host, Mark Madison. This podcast is hosted on EGIA.org podcast, where you can also find links to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Google Play, along with an archive of all previous episodes, a submission form for our listener Q&A, and the link to take the latest EGIA snapshot survey. In today's episode, we are privileged to be interviewing Eric Howard of EGIA. Eric, how are you? I'm doing good, Mark. How about you? Man, if I was doing any better, I'd be twins. You know, I just, uh, I'm just i just so grateful to be on this side of the grass. And I'm, I'm also grateful that you took the time to talk with us today because I know how busy you are. Just in case anybody doesn't know who you are, Eric, what are your responsibilities at EGIA, number one? And number two, how did you get started in this industry?
1: My responsibility at EGIA and the Vice President of Contractor Services. So anything contractor, manufacturer, or distributor, or pretty much anything that touches a contractor, I work with. I got started in the industry about 20 years ago. I got started as a consultant actually for EGIA. They had launched a solar financing program at the time. They needed somebody that uh, had some experience to process loans and to help them build a portfolio of financing solutions. And I started as a uh, 1099, first a consultant, then a 1099. And then somewhere around 15, 16 years ago, I became a full-time employee.
0: After getting to know you, somebody asked me, I think it was in in St. Louis or San Diego, one of those cities, they said, well, so what does Eric do? I said, well, he's forgotten more about financing than most people know. And I wasn't exaggerating when I said that. Of course, it was kind of a left-handed compliment. But tell us a little bit about financing. I mean, I I wasn't using hyperbole when I said that, right?
1: (laughs) Well, it's... It's just that I've been doing it a long time. I'm old and have the gray hair to prove it. So uh, I think I think what it is about financing is it seems esoteric to people. And contractors oftentimes, HVAC contractors can do load counts, um, but for some reason they find a payment factor difficult. And I think um, I think it's just learning another business. And sometimes it seems esoteric and scary. So I kind of found a mission for myself to make it, make it something easy for contractors to do. So over the years, you know, we've uh, been instrumental in writing a number of, Programs that have made financing easy for contractors and took it from the old days when it was a uh, and anybody who's listening to this who's old enough remembers the old days when you had the old truth and lending till box so you had to fill out the exact right amount on or you weren't going to get funded. So we've worked really hard on all of our programs to make them uh, easy for contractors and and really for salespeople to use in the field because because we all know that you know otherwise financing becomes a barrier. Like I said, we we kind of made our niche helping contractors understand financing, why it was important to their business, working with the finance companies to make the programs easy enough for contractors to do. And I just relied on a lot of really good contractors. Thanks to all of them over time. You all know who you are. If you're listening to this, they've been very helpful for me because I've used them as my guide as I built the stuff. I just, I'm kind of the, uh, I'm sort of the orchestrator or the Oz behind the scenes that just gets it done. That's all I do.
0: So it's kind of like I'd have written you a shorter letter if I'd have had more time. You just kind of, (laughs) took something complicated and made it simple.
1: You got it. That's, that's, that's what really financing is today. And it, there's just a lot of misnomers about financing out there too. So we just try to clarify those misnomers to contractors and and make sure that they understand, you know, why financing is so important for their business.
0: Right. Well, because I've taught sales training to contractors, a lot of times what I'll do is I'll ask the audience, I'll say, what, uh, tell me three objections that you hear all the time. And I can't afford it is always one of them. And so I got to thinking, you know, as it relates to that objection, in your opinion, why is financing so important to contractors? Uh, because your customers need it. I mean, for me, it's all
1: simple math. And it's sort of like the movie Moneyball, uh, who have anybody's seen, you know, kind of changed the way, you know, uh, baseball happened when the A's basically used math equations to figure out what they needed to build the perfect team. It's sort yeah. of for the same. Yeah, you you saw that, right?
0: Yeah, getting guys on first base. That was exactly.
1: the whole thing. <laughs> 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 who can, get guys? Who can you know, who's got a better glove here and who's got this and who can steal bases and who can do whatever. And it was math equations that put things there that said, if we already have enough people doing this, then we just need other people doing these other things. And uh, math, and it all comes down to simple math. I mean, financing is all about, A, it starts with the who your client is, like you're talking about. Well, in the U.S. right now, 75% of the, of the U.S. lives paycheck to paycheck. The average savings uh, in a savings account is around $3,800. There's a huge amount of the population that even has no savings at all. Um, and even the folks in the highest tiers, very few of them have over $5,000 in their savings account. I'd say it's less than, if, if I'm mistaken, it's about 10%, have $10,000 or more. So if you look at that overall, you know, you have to ask the contractor who they think their client is and all that. I mean, because if you look at those numbers, their client definitely falls into a lot of those windows. And I think the contractor tends to push their own preconceived notions on the uh, customer right. and make value judgments. And so I always tell the contractor, "Do you have the story of a time you walked into a sale and you press judgment on the customer because you were, you were in a mobile home or a, or a really small house. And the person, you know, walked down, you know, seven or $15,000 cash for a job. And, right. you know, contractors shake their head and say yes. And I said, you judge that customer. Well, financing's the same way. It's sort of um, like the car dealerships. You know, the reason why if you're in New York City or you're in or you're in LA um, and you go into a Ford dealership, they do it the same way every time, take you away from the price of the car, sit you down with a four square and put that in front of you and say, uh, you know, what can you afford per month? The reason they do that is because it works. <laughs> That's what right. they have been doing years so so i try to explain to them in simple terms that their customers need it and i think once that light goes on that they realize that their customers do need it and then it's just showing them how easy it is to build their own personal program uh, how easy the pro-
0: products are to use right demystifying the whole process
1: yeah that's what it's all about because it really isn't any harder than a load calc or all the stuff that those guys do on a regular basis and i think it's um i think demystifying is a good word it's just uh my grandpa used to call it the kiss principle and that's what we try to institute with finance companies and and the ones that we consult with and and i think a lot of other finance companies have uh, come in line over the years
0: keep it simple simon simon you got it yeah i read a book years ago called by michael stanley called the millionaire next door and when they were doing the research to how to find millionaires they thought maybe it was the neighborhood they lived in or the car they drove and those were all the wrong metrics turned out it was the guy who owned his own business had between 10 and 15 employees, been married to the same woman for 30 years, and lived in a moderate house in a, in a modest neighborhood. And, and the point was, you can't judge a book by its cover. And that's really what I'm hearing you say is, you know, if a guy walks up with a, you know, a ripping shirt and tattered coveralls and, you know, he's spitting tobacco, it doesn't mean he's, and he's living in a mobile home, it doesn't mean he's poor. The and it doesn't, might have, it doesn't mean he has bad credit either. So. Exactly. And at the same time, the guy lived in a 6,000 square foot house with two Ferraris in the driveway doesn't mean he's rich.
1: And yeah, Everybody who so, was, was around in 2009, Mark, realizes there are a lot of people with BMWs and really nice houses that lost everything. Um, the fact right. is, is people live paycheck to paycheck and they live within their means a lot of the time. And so they often don't have that cash on hand and they might have $6,000 sitting in their in their savings account, but do they really wanna plop that down or are you gonna be fixing that system? And I think salesmen oftentimes don't know how many sales they're losing because of financing because salespeople tend to remember the sales that they won and not the sales they lost.
0: Right. And so financing is the secret weapon for a lot of comfort consultants if they understand how to use it.
1: Yeah, it's really part of the whole business cycle. Um, The business cycle works like this. They basically use financing, which allows you to price right. So once you can price right, you can get enough money uh, so you can start a marketing fund. Once you start that marketing fund, you're driving more leads that you're closing more often at a higher margin that you have more money for marketing. So you started a marketing budget of you know 30,000 dollars a month, and pretty soon you're up to three hundred thousand dollars a month and and you're the one getting all the leads in the area. So it's part of that business cycle that's so important. Price being priced right is important too. But financing is what allows you to be priced
0: right. Yeah, you don't have to be the low-dollar guy to get the to get the deal.
1: You don't have to be the low-dollar guy to get the deal. You have to be the guy, statistically, you have to be the guy that's the closest to $100 a month. If you really want someone to replace the system, especially the millennials and, and folks like that, because we all know that most HVAC systems are being sold to people, uh, you know, over 40. So millennials that own houses or anything else and these things go out, you really got to get them into an affordable monthly payment so they don't just fix it. It's really important um, uh, that statistically, especially if you want to fix something that's, that really should be replaced, you know, you've got to offer someone a low payment alternative. And then for the cash customers, a no payment alternative, like a 12-month no interest, no payment. We, we have a lot of installment contracts on our platform, and, and I like installment contracts for the main reason is that they do have the no interest, no payment. What a great, you know, my wife is one of those people that hates to, uh, probably hates the same for me saying this live on camera, but she hates to part with cash, period. So uh, <laughs> we, saved, we saved forever for my son's car. We had tons of money in the bank and she still uh, put out a two-year loan on on it and paid it off in one year because she right. didn't want to put the cash. People don't like to part with the cash. Uh, a large contractor years ago, about 15 years ago, a sixty million dollar window contractor. I was at dinner with one night. He told me the wisest nugget I've ever heard about financing. I still use it to this day. He said my customers all suffer from cash separation anxiety, and it's my job to cure them.
0: Uh, and fin- what a great quote!
1: <laughs> yes, and he said financing was the tool and the medicine that he used to cure that that ailment.
0: What a great qu- my. My clients suffer from cash separation anxiety, and my job is to cure them of that.
1: Exactly, exactly. What a great quote. And that was in a time, if you think about it 15 years ago, where even less of the population was using financing. And the way he grew to a mega contractor was using it in a time when most people were using their, their um, you know, a lot of people were still using their their houses like checkbooks. So, you know, it's, it's morphed over the years. And I think, you know, there are a lot of contractors coming around, but I know there's one strong um, thing I always see that um, if if you're a large contractor um, in the area, you're successful. uh, You at least have, you know, uh, a percentage of your, your, your sales force engaged in financing, whether you know it or not. And everybody, no matter how large you are should track the percentage financed of the jobs not just your close rate, but ask also how many are financed as a percentage.
0: Wow, oh, what a great insight. That also that also implies that you make the time if you're managing salespeople or if you're the owner of the company to make sure that your comfort consultants are well versed in the language and the role playing and the dialogue and the and and the understanding of, of financing. Is that kind of what I'm hearing you say? You got it. And that
1: you have that during your sales. I mean, a lot of people talk about closing rates and everything else, but we should also set goals for the sales consultants. Um, The the most successful companies with the best profit margins and putting most of the bottom line that I see out there with the guys that I work with. I mean, your goal should be to be about 75 percent financed. And if you're there, you're probably hitting all those other
0: metrics
1: and KPIs that you're looking to make.
0: Boy, that bears repeating. So 75 percent of your sales from your comfort consultant should be financed. They, they should be. I mean,
1: statistically, they should be. Uh, if not, you've got some, probably have some consultants that aren't, that aren't driving on all their on all cylinders and are, and are probably using their own preconceived notions about finance. And you probably need to share statistics with them to let them know who their clients really are. I think it's not that people oftentimes are just passing junction. I think sometimes they're uncomfortable asking somebody if they want to use somebody else's money. But remember, once again, let's go back to the car industry. They're not nervous about asking people if you want to use somebody else's money for a while even if it's a 12-month no interest, no payment, or if it's a long-term loan. And a lot of guys are uncomfortable with long-term loans. They can get you to that $100 per month. But the fact is, to get you to that $100 a month, uh, there's no prepayment penalties on all these loans, unsecured loans now. So really, it just gives somebody an affordable monthly payment, and the average payoff is usually less than five years. So most people pay it off before the five years, so they're not actually going to the term anyway. It just gives them affordable, an affordable monthly alternative and that, as they get their tax returns in, as they get bonus checks, they can whip away at that you know seven eight nine ten twelve thousand dollar sale
0: Well, and what I'm hearing loud and clear is you know especially for millennials, make it easy for me to say yes,
1: yeah, make it easy for them to say yes, and for the folks that even can afford it. Give them a same-as-cash option. I mean, my wife would raise her hand in two seconds to take it. And so, because uh, she doesn't want it out of the savings account, you know, you never know when the next zombie apocalypse is coming or something like that. got to have all that cash on there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I just, I'm old, so I think about, you know, Night of the Living Dead when I think of zombies. But, you know, zombies have, have kind of come into their own. They're very in vogue right now. But, yeah, that's an interesting word picture. And the same-as-cash, what a great phrase. Same-as-cash, great offer. Yeah, it is. And it's perfect for the folks that
1: could write a check and just suffer from that cash separation anxiety because as we all know, it anything they go almost any place you go in life, spas or even when you're in Best Buy, they're financing offerings all over everything. And I think the hard part for contractors is a lot of them uh, are the types that pay cash or or you know, they they pay as they go, or if they do, you know, it's just a mortgage and, and a car loan. But remember, not everybody's, you know, that you. They they might not have the savings, they might not have um, what they have in the bank, and and um, you're actually helping them out. If it's freezing cold or it's super hot, and they need to be comfortable, um, maybe that hundred dollar payment is the only thing that makes it happen. And then, and maybe it's the difference between you fixing a system that's just going to break in six months and replacing a system that really needs to be replaced.
0: I've been reading in the in the media about the death of cable and what's happening to the cable giants and the Roku's and the Hulu's and all the other oos that are out there. Basically, are kind of segmenting the market and allowing people to to kind of cut and paste and not only dramatically decrease what they're paying every month, but they get to choose. It's almost like a buffet now. And in a very real sense, financing is kind of like that. It's like, well, here, we're going to make this easy for you to say yes. Yeah. And that's how we write all the GeoSmart uh, financing programs
1: um, that we have. What we've done is put together a clearinghouse of different solutions that make it easy for the dealer. That allow them to get low monthly payments, you know, so they can get around that hundred dollar mark. So statistically, they have a better chance of closing. So they have no interest, no payments with installment options. We do have a revolving option on there as well, if if dealers are uh, interested in in going to a revolving option. And then we have second look options, which is a whole other part of financing. And I call it sort of phase two of financing, where guys learn how to flip someone who isn't creditworthy for an A paper into a second look. And a lot of those second look options can buy up to 77% of the turndowns from the A-Paper
0: solution. So now no, it's no longer an issue if you have bad credit. There's, a, there's an option.
1: Yeah, uh, like our newest program is really a great program. It actually mirrors some of the fixed rate buy-downs on some of our installment loans. Uh, for instance, one of our most popular is the 6-9 buy downs It's like a credit unit type loan at 10 years. And um, basically for the same cost as that buy-down, you can get a 9-9 down to a interest rate for a five eighty FICO, which anybody who knows about second look or has used one in the past realizes that is far under the interest rate that normally happens in the marketplace for, for those FICO score ranges. So we have some really strong programs that help make it easy. So you're not transitioning an over ten percent loan to somebody or anything else we struggled for years to write the right program when we finally found a good partner and have a really great program on the second look. And, you know, we'll spend the time with you and we spend the time with our manufacturer partners and stuff to really describe how to do that transition for a customer.
0: And for anybody that was, you know, hit hard by the downturn in 08, 09 and in, in 2010, and they're recovering from that, this sounds like something that would really appeal to them.
1: Yeah, it can, because, uh, you know, if you, if it's uh If it's minus twenty in uh, in Michigan, then you know people just need the (laughs) heat. So uh, uh, it's uh, it's uh, and a nine nine interest rate isn't abominable for them. And like I said, with the buy down being close to the same for a six nine, dealers uh, historically have had to put much larger discount fees or contractor fees onto something like that, so it became an impediment to using second look financing. So we we've just built a program to make it um, work that way, and and I highly encourage that. Any program you use, uh, that second look is great. But uh, to to try to find one that you can mirror um, discount fees across the board and build those into your overhead, you know, which brings up another point that uh, mistake a lot of large contractors do, and that's hitting their sales consultants for discount fees or contractor fees off of their commissions. Give they an example.
0: Mistake. Give an example. Of what you mean by that?
1: An example is salesman goes in. He has a ten percent drop. He has a six percent contractor fee. Um, and uh, plus he has to uh, bring down the drop a little bit so you know of his 10 percent commission now he's in 12 percent, and he gets hit uh, for two percent or three percent of it i strongly believe that financing discount fees should be built into your overhead just like you would marketing or anything else and should build in an average based on where you think you're going to be in the closing ratio so you never lose any money so if you think you're going to be at 70 percent all the time then you know, build in 72, 73% across the board. And that way all your cash sales and everything else will will be there and make sure it's built into your overall overhead. Otherwise you have to do a little bit, the discount is a little bit larger on each transaction. Most guys are around that are strong or around 50% or a little higher. Um, so, you know, they can build in 50, 55% into every single job. And then they're always covered for the discount fees. And now, now your salesperson doesn't have to mentally go through well, I've got to pay for financing. It's going to hit my bottom line. So he's more willing to use financing every single time. Even the guys that that because uh, remember, in most sales staffs, you've got the the advent finance users, and you got the guys that wait for the customer to ask for financing. But statistically, if they don't offer that hundred dollar or get it close to a hundred dollars and offer a, a same as cash for the other customers, their closing ratios and their um, their margins aren't going to be as high.
0: In other words, I want to reward financing behavior. I don't want to, I don't want to punish not doing it. So you're making exactly. it, again, you're making it easy for them to say yes.
1: Yeah, I think, and you're, you're taking out all the barriers um, by building right. in the overhead and, and then there's not that mental, you, they have enough in the sales process. They have to think about um, when they're trying to close a customer, but having to think about where they're going to stand on discount fees and everything else. I mean, right. there are some alterations you have to make if someone's running a really hot special from an, a competing brand or something like that. But if you do that, you know, when they launch it and you do it at your next sales meeting and write it out, you know, that, you know, you can still go down to this, but we built this into the overhead um, uh, to counteract it. So you have the margin there to do it, just go out and do it if you need to, um, then you're, you're set. But I highly, um, highly encourage anybody out there who's doing that. It was an old, an old model where you just made profit on anything. Financing isn't a place to do that. It's a, uh, it's a place to help you close and, and, and drive that and you want your salesman to, to be encouraged to use it.
0: And you're removing barriers on both sides from the salesperson's point of view, but from the customer's point of view as well.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, um, because you know, at that point, we talked about being priced right. You know, a lot of times when you're priced right, you're actually selling yourself as a part of that and uh and your company. You know, and in many cases those folks, you know, if they are going to go for especially the higher tier or the uh, everything that needs to be done for their home with all the bells and whistles. They're going to need that low monthly payment to get there. And so if you can remove the barrier of I can't afford it that we talked about at the beginning and by giving that low monthly payment or, hey, I've got cash separation anxiety. My wife hates it when I write a big check. Just fix it because I don't want to hear it after or the other way around. My husband um, is that way. Then if you want to remove that barrier, then the way to do it is by offering the lowest monthly payment that you can get to statistically and at least a 12-month or longer no interest, no payment option. So um, they can wait till get their bonus checks or tax returns in and pay it off.
0: Right. Well, I, I, one of the things I talk about and teach when, you, when it comes to objections is, is to ask a really simple phrase, a really simple question. In addition to that, is there anything else? So if somebody gives you an objection, like I need to talk to my wife, simply say, in addition to that, is there anything else? And they say, well, yeah, I don't know if we can afford this. And then one more time, in addition to that, is there anything else? And they say, no, that's it. The last one is always the true one. So if the last one is financing, the last one is I got no money. You you remove that objection and you can go forward with the sale. Well, this is you exciting. This is exciting. You guys are providing a a, a buffet, so it's not just uh the, we're serving meatloaf tonight. You can have all kinds of options when you go down that line.
1: Yeah, and you know I just we highly just encourage contractors you financing. So even if they're you know even if it's not ours, it's your local manufacturer, whatever else. You know, you just, uh, we just highly encourage you to use it, period. We do have some great programs, some that other folks don't have out there, and, and we're proud of them. But the most important thing that I think that contractors can get is, out of this is, you know, financing is is definitely is not any harder than <laughs> than load calcs. It's easy to use. Most of the programs you're done in, you know, less than a couple minutes um, on the phone, five minutes or less. Some online apps, you know, are, are 90 seconds or less. So there's no time barriers there anymore, and and their installment contracts are every bit as easy as revolving contracts now. So um, you you've got you've got a you've got a smorgasbord of financing options you can use, you know that fit your sales style and what you feel like your community needs, and uh, and that's what we try to do is just put together that that smorgasbord so that there's a little bit of uh, that fits everybody's uh, everybody's needs out there. It's
0: simple and fast. I think one of the reasons Amazon's so popular, and I just used it this morning to order a couple of books, is the whole one-click concept. And, man, I don't know about you, but, you know, men, I think, have an, have an affinity for the one-click concept because we don't like to shop, but we love to buy. Right? <laughs> and if you, I don't like to fish, but I like to catch. So if we can go catch it, I'm in. I'm on the boat. But uh, so, so you're, what you're really saying is we're going to make this simple and we're going to make this fast. This isn't quantum physics we can teach you how to do it and you can do this and dramatically improve your sales performance
1: yeah it it certainly um isn't astrophysics it is uh, so easy now it it really only takes a few a few seconds and really in a quick few minutes um we can train guys to use it and i think the hardest part is all the upfront work they have to do and the upfront at work is this hey you got to pick plans that you think are going to make you competitive we can recommend plans that are the most popular but um, overall, you got to pick plans that you feel are going to be competitive and you feel you feel good about. Uh, of course, we do highly encourage that you get close to 100 bucks and that you are um, using no interest, no pay that's 12 months or more. But you, you pick the plans and you really have to take the dedication to build it into your sales process down to the point that it's on your bid contract. And that before someone sees a price for a unit, that they actually see a monthly investment. That's when you're really drawn in. And when you're following up, your sales guys to make sure that they've always filled in that monthly investment um, uh, first and that that's what they're giving the person first. It's just like car people. They, they want to get you as far away from that price tag as they can. Right. And on the Foursquare, a lot of times they don't even write the price of the car. They just ask you what you can afford per month first because they want you to stop thinking about the price. Really, you want your customer to hear, Mr. And Mrs. Customer, we can get this for you for as little as $106 a month or we have no interest, no payments. If you just want to use somebody else's money. I mean, you really want them to hear that first before they hear, and by the way, these are the, this is the, you know, cost for what you picked after that and blah, 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 blah. So the first thing they're hearing is an affordable monthly payment.
0: Netflix killed Blockbuster by saying for $9 a month, Yep. right? And it's like, and what what I'm hearing you say is the first number we hear is the one we lock onto. For the price of a cup of coffee a day for the next year, you can have. Right, so we have to take a big number and chop it up and make it into a digestible, easy to digest number.
1: Yeah, and I've heard a lot of guys say that they use that same coffee analogy. I know my son's got to have a double pump, extra caramel, everything else in his frappuccino. <laughs> it's like a drink. <laughs> so yeah, for ten of those frappuccinos you're buying your son, uh, you can have those a month. So uh, you can have this great system for month that's going to save you, you know, and, and if there's energy savings, because they're buying a 16 C or plus or anything else, and you can, and you can show examples of real energy savings then their net monthly investment is going to be even less than that. Um, You know, if you are duct work or fixing things that are going to make a big difference in the house, the airflow or anything else. So, um, so I think, uh, I think if, if, if contractors look at it as that they're really doing someone a favor because they're giving them the ability to install something that they really want to install. But, you know, they might be cash strapped and they're too embarrassed to say or right. uh, or they're just tight with their money and they don't like to to let go of their cash right away. And that's why that's right. why you can buy, you know, three thousand and four thousand dollar TVs on 12 months. No interest, no payment. It's not like you're not paying for that It's built into the cost of the TV.
0: Right. So, well, you just touched on a really significant issue. Allow me to save face if I'm not embarrassed by telling you I have thirty eight dollars in the bank. right? I can buy this thing that I want. And if you let yes. me stay face, then I'll go forward with it.
1: Yeah, I think in some cases, that's what it is. I mean, there are a few people that are that are like me that pretty much just say what's on the tip of their tongue. But most of the world doesn't work that way. And most people are, are shy about uh, where they are in life and everything else. And especially if they have a lot of nice things and there's a lot of pride there, the the last um, last thing they're going to tell you is that they can't afford it. So if you give them a chance to do it, then they can look at each other, well, we could just do that for, you know, and then just pay it off when you get your bonus and you get this. Oh yeah, we could do that. Well, okay, well then we'll do this. It's that kind of thing. It's the same, it's the same discussion that happens with a car all the time. And it's not and that discussion's no different. I think the difference is is I think a lot of the HVAC isn't a wanna have, it's a have to have. So even more importantly, if you can fix it and it's still gonna work, but it really needs to be replaced. You statistically, you have a better chance if you get to that hundred dollars a month,
0: right? And uh, and that's the big you, mistake most guys make. I don't know too many people that brag about the new unit they bought because they can't see it. But with your car, it's in the driveway.
1: Well, you know, they tried to put all kinds of even college teams on those things, right, to get people to
0: <laughs> want to look. At them, but yeah, I about you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got a Michigan's Wolverines condensing unit. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> but something
1: about an HVAC system, you know, isn't that sexy to some people. I know I know, guys in the industry get pretty excited and uh, when I hear them tell me all about, um, you know, all the bells and whistles and what it'll do. But the fact is, is people just want to be uh, warm or they yeah. just want to be cool and they want to be comfortable. So, you know, how do you get them to that comfort level? And, um, and uh, you know, I can't say it enough statistically. The best way to do it is offer them the lowest monthly payment. There's a lot of popular programs out there like zero interest, um, equal payment programs, and programs like that. Those are great for advertising to high affluent areas and everything else, but they still oftentimes, at the higher dollar amounts, can't get you to the payments uh, that you need to get to. Sometimes maybe a 39 9 you know, 12-year, 3.9% 12-year, that's almost the same cost as that same one, would get you closer to that payment. You could get people to pull the trigger. Because if, you, if you're sitting around a, you know $175, $200 a month, remember, these folks have no savings. They're living paycheck to paycheck. Statistically, you don't have as good a chance. And oftentimes right. people go, well, no, I'm killing it with that zero interest. People just eat it up. Yeah, the people that can afford to eat it up, eat it up. <laughs> like I said, right. salesmen remember the sales that they won and not the sales that they lost.
0: Overall. Well, back to a point you made earlier, JP Morgan said, People tell you the reason for doing something or not doing something, and then there's the truth. So what we have to do, is, it, once we get them to the truth, we can say, well, look, if that's the situation, there's, there's no worries. Here's some options that are going to work for you. Well, you have, you got a lot of experience in this industry, and you've helped a lot of contractors be successful. So my next question to you is, what advice would you offer contractors? If you could tell them three things, what would you tell them if they're going to be successful?
1: I would say... Build uh, financing entirely into your sales process and become an expert if you're an owner and you or your GM need to be an expert. If you're if you if it's just you and your brother or whatever else work in the business, then you both need to be experts. Um, and then you need to write programs and template it in a way on a bid contract that by building it into your process, um, build it onto your bid contracts. So it's something that's part of your sales process um, and use a no interest, no payment for your cash buyers. And offer that every time to um, relate to them. And then use a a fixed rate uh, buy down, um, six, nine or lower, because it's got a credit union rates. Um, Yet, you know, at six, nine, it's not that expensive. Um, And build it into, build that dealer cost into your overhead so that there's no barriers. And I think those, if you're gonna walk away with anything, get to that $100 a month payment, do a 10 year or longer. You can always go shorter. It's just hard to offer anything longer to folks. Um, shorter is going to cost you less money anyway on a buy down. So you're always be, always be safe, but start at 10 years and work your way down. And that way you can get to a payment that people can afford.
0: Yeah. The magic of nine, right? $99. You keep saying a hundred, but I like 99. It's only a dollar less, but it sounds so much better.
1: That's that retail thing. Yeah. I, I, mo- and most of my PowerPoints, I always try to get it, uh, down there per region. Sometimes it's easier in in other regions. I live in California where everything's more expensive. Uh, in other regions of the country, when I do presentations, I'm easily able to get it to that $90, $99 a month for the top system.
0: So shifting gears, different question, but uh, no less important. Why is EGIA so unique to the industry? What makes EGIA so so different?
1: What makes EGIA different is we're a nonprofit um, trade association. Our job expressly is to help contractors and help them succeed in the marketplace. Um, that's why we we've done the financing programs we've done for years, which morphed into the whole contractor university. And I think the whole the whole thing is uh, is we're here to help make the whole industry better. We're here to help make loyalty programs better for manufacturers. We're here to uh, to make finance companies come out with better products. And we're always working on different. We've got three or four different uh, ones in the hop right now that we're working on contracts for, trying to get to the right place for contractors. And then we want to help contractors get better at using it. We've got a, a really experienced staff that can, that, you know, understands what you go through all the time. And I think the difference is oftentimes finance companies really don't understand what contractors go through. Um, and they spend all their time trying to sell people a program. We don't try to sell them a program. We try to help them with the programs we have. And uh, in some cases, have even helped help them with programs that aren't ours because there's better. If, um, if you're a, um a contractor with a certain manufacturer, has a huge buy down during that season, we'd highly encourage you to use it. But if our pricing's better or the programs we're using during an off season, we'll use it. So I think the big difference is we want to see the contractors be successful and we want to we want to be here to help the industry. And we've been we've been, you know, help working with contractors since nineteen thirty one. So it's been a while.
0: Well that was before my time, but that's a long time.
1: I feel like it's about the time I started
0: actually <laughs> You're sold. So you don't even buy green bananas anymore. Is that what you're saying? Well, <laughs> yeah, mine are pretty ripe. Well, I'll tell you the uh, you know the whole nonprofit thing. I, I never understood that completely. About 20 years ago, I had a treatment center as a client, and I asked him. I said, "What's the difference between nonprofit and profit?" And he said, "The difference is how we spend the money that's made." Exactly. Exactly. I think that's the key distinction. Is what you guys do with the money that's made goes back to the contractors. It does. It's not lined in the pockets of one or two individuals. So it, I, did. Yeah, it
1: does. That, that's why people oftentimes have a hard time understanding, you know, some of our pricing structure and why we can give as much as we can. It's really not us, it's the government agencies that watch over us that keep us in line and make sure that we do that. So we have All to right. put so much back to the bottom line. Otherwise, we've got to talk to anybody. So I'm not saying we're better people than anybody else or anything else. It's just inherently baked into our
0: model. Yeah, Big Brother's watching. Yeah, I get it. So yeah. give us a look at the ice cream cone about Vegas. The big deal's coming up, Epic in September. Could you tell us a little about that?
1: I sure can. Uh Epic in September is it's our yearly contractor event. You can go right onto our website to register if you are a member. Yeah, you, know, you get two free registrations for the event. It is a we're we we've really gotten good at this um over time. Um we've done a number of these over the years now. We've got some some great keynotes, uh Connie Podesta and Aaron, the guy that from 127 hours, lost his arm. Blanking on the last name, but uh, the guy that
0: James Franco played in the movie, yeah,
1: you got it, you got it. So we've got him. We've got a, a great uh, breakout sessions with some of the top guys in the industry, and I think it's going to be all around a good time. I mean, we we like to put it in nice places. It's at the Cosmopolitan, and we're running out to, you know over the reception hall. We're in out half of the of the big giant real trendy bar downstairs uh, for the reception. So we tend to do stuff right, and Tovia, who plans all our events, definitely uh, feeds us all uh, well at the events and takes oh, care of us. Uh, yeah, too much. The biggest, biggest complaint I've had about our events is the 10-pounds guys gain when they come.
0: That's why guys like events. you and me have to hit the gym. And that was my last planned question. A lot of guys don't know this, but you have, like, 23-inch arms. So uh, I have to ask you, again, nothing to do with business, but your commitment to your wellness and why do you work out? I mean, you're, you're a pretty fit guy. And uh, I, I don't even know how old you are. What are you, like, 51, 49? I mean, I'm guessing. I have no idea. Yeah,
1: yeah. I'm uh, I'm 50 this year. Why do I work out so hard? Uh, I think it's, um, uh, for me, it's just I like to set goals for myself. And so you'll see my body fluctuate between, you know, running a certain uh, hit for a mile and then hitting other milestones. And I'm just trying to hit a, a weightlifting milestone that I couldn't hit in my youth. And I found myself one day sitting down to do it. And it was just surprisingly stronger than I thought I was. So I decided to try to hit a, a goal. So it's all about a goal for me.
0: Oh, that's cool. Well, yep. I, mean, I just hit 60 and I'm in the best shape of my life. And and seeing guys like you, it's like, dude, you know. So it's, yeah. I, I share that same passion with you. So, well, any closing well, I, thoughts? Yeah, I think
1: the closing thought is for anybody listening who isn't using financing and those of you are, Hey! don't assume that just because you're using it, that you're using it right. Make sure you you really dig down on your process and that everybody on your team is using it correctly. And if you aren't using financing, it is the number one thing that I have seen, if guys master, because it allows them to price right, that really can write their ticket to the promised land and uh, change their stars. And if you want to change your stars, that's where you start. What I'm hearing you say is tax problems, champagne problems. (laughs) Yes. Well, I mean, uh, those are the you know the, the quick goals, but really the goals that I see is see yourself where you're going to be in 20 years and realize that it's really not a pricing war out there. Uh, the guys that are using financing don't, don't find it to be a pricing war. And if you're in a pricing war, you're not doing it right. So just look at yourself and be honest with yourself. And if you're not offering financing every time in a methodical way, you're waiting for customers to ask, and that's probably why you're getting low approval rates and you're not hitting the margins
0: that you need to hit. And that low-price model is a race to the bottom.
1: Yeah, it can be. I mean, uh, and statistically, right, people want to work with companies that are going to be around. I'm not saying there's not the low-cost folks out there because there is. But but most of those – and remember, I think another thing that guys don't understand about this business is that the 12-month same as cash and the equal payment programs, like the five-year equal pay, the average ticket is about $2,500 less than it is on a 10-year loan. So statistics don't lie. Just think about that as you're thinking about
0: what you're offering customers. Well, I so appreciate your time, Eric. And let me just ask Lucas. Lucas, is there anything that we've left out? Yeah, I was just curious. How does one access these financing offerings, Eric, member or otherwise?
1: Well, we work with a number of manufacturers. And most of you folks that are out there know who we are with the manufacturers we work with. And you can access that through your manufacturer website. And it always starts with an EGA.org forward slash whatever the manufacturer. So you would know right from there. So it'd be EGI. If not, you would just, if you, if you just want to be a, a member and join EGI and access our financing programs, you just go to www.egi.org, improve through the GeoSmart financing list and uh, enroll as a member in EGIA straight and access all of our programs.
0: And for the price of a cup of coffee a day for a year, come on.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes. A cup of coffee a day for a year.
0: And like I said, uh,
1: you know, we're, we're here to back you up and help you and, and, and make sure you understand and feel comfortable with it um, along the way. That's that's what that's what my team's job is, is to take care of you that way.
0: So no prior relationship is required. Any, any contractor listening right now who wants to sign up with EGIA and get started could have financing options this week.
1: You got it. You know, sometimes our manufacturer partners have special buy-downs or incentives or things like that. But if you work with multiple groups and you just want a generic financing offering going great for our site's the right thing to do. If you work with a manufacturer, you could figure out if you do work with a manufacturer we work with or a distributor by just putting an EGI forward slash and that. If not, give us a call and we'll we'll answer any questions for you. They can. The number's right on the site. Call into our member services line and uh, be happy to help you.
0: Eric, thank you so much for carving out this much time. I know how busy you are, my friend. No, I appreciate it. It was uh, it was fun. Lucas, anything else you would add? No, I'm I, I'm I'm informed. My head is filling up. So what's that? I know. About? I filled up. About- three pages of notes for my journal. I got to repeat this because it bears repeating cash separation anxiety and my job is to cure you of that. Oh, again, buddy, thank you so much. No problem, take care guys. Well, that'll do it for today's episode. As always, visit egaorg slash podcast. Find this episode in an archive of previous episodes, the online form to submit your questions for our mailbag segment, links to subscribe to the podcast on Apple and Google Play, and a link to the latest EGI snapshot survey. For more information about EGI membership, visit www.egi/join. I'm Mark Madison. Thanks for letting me play in your sandbox. I'll see you next time.